Okay, good morning everyone, very, very welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session for Monday the 11th of September. I uh, hope you're all keeping well, good to have you with us and the whole idea behind this particular session every morning is for us to be as prepared as we possibly can for today's trading opportunities. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Then we've got some interesting developments over the weekend. Um, we've been talking a little bit about sort of indecision and a bit of lack of clarity and uh, and I suppose we can perhaps look in certain parts of these markets now with a little bit more clarity than perhaps we were able to do uh, last week. So let's get straight into it then. Um, all profitable traders need to consider, of course, which markets to trade. There's so many to choose from. Um, how do you know you're trading potentially the markets that are likely to give you the best possible um, opportunity? Um, and then once you've determined which markets to trade, then entries exit. This is your trading strategy. Uh, how do you manage risk prior to entry, of course, and uh, trade management itself? Um, all of this wrapped up pretty neatly um, uh, with uh, trading psychology as well. And, and just to let you know, we discuss these considerations every day with nearly every trade we're into. Um, so we, we discuss facets of the whole training process uh, and we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital and of course being patient as well. Okay, so let's get straight into it then. Uh, firstly, um, good morning everyone. Um, let's have a quick look um, and perhaps we'll just take a little look back um, over the weekend we had G20 as well. Um, but if we... we this little race to the top for these um, these central banks seem to be uh, just pausing slightly. We've got the RBA pausing at 4.1. We've got the BOC pausing at 5%. Um, unemployment claims coming in a lot more bullish or a lot more positive perhaps than the market anticipated. That kind of supports this... Um, you, you could read it in one of two ways. You could say, right, well, okay, the US economy is, from a jobs perspective, is performing really well, and it's very unlikely we're going to get any very significant softening across the jobs market, uh, and the Fed have actually done a good job. Or you could look at it in the sense that um, we're still not seeing the softening just yet, so the Fed may continue to push rates higher because of that. So we could read it in one of two ways. Um, Friday, nothing of any major concern, but there was sort of Chinese CPI numbers. And you can see that the um, the year-on-year -year number just coming in just below expectations, but still in a positive territory, which is, is a big improvement on the minus 0 0.3 from the previous year. So uh, the Chinese economy doesn't have the same um, uh, context and backdrop to what we're seeing in the West, which is inflation-driven economies and central banks acting to try and bring inflation down. Um, and we've had G20 as well. So some, you know, it's been deemed as quite a, a successful G20 in India. Um, we're getting the inclusion of uh, African, um, what would be the phrasing for it? An African entity uh, with certain specific goals and aims, you know, now joining the G20. Um, and also, they've uh, regarding war in Ukraine, they've they've agreed on a communique, um, 
which is the wording behind you know how the G20 view the war um, and it adds a bit more weight to the international sort of outlook really um, okay so that's just having a look at last week we've got some important news events we'll just have a quick flick through them um, we're going to have UK job numbers tomorrow as in uh, Tuesday the 12th of September we have some uh, German economic data uh, is the uh, is the sentiment in in Germany is it actually improving or is it getting worse if you looked at the potential for um, with these figures, you would suggest the market is anticipating a minus 15 number, um, which would be certainly getting worse. If we see, you know, minus 15%, uh, minus 15 number, um, we'd expect German economic sentiment to be worsening, uh, which wouldn't be good for the euro. Uh, GDP month on month is looking to be negative again in, in, in the UK. We're having this uh, sort of topsy-turvy up and down sort of response really to a, a recession. Um, we just last time we just kind of bounced out of it quite positively. So now we're looking to, to, to move back into negative territory again. Um, just keeping their heads above above water really. So the big news event for this week is Wednesday. We're going to have US CPI numbers. Um, year on year, this this is it's going to be an interesting event because we've just had Janet Yellen over the weekend suggest that actually you know things are, are going really quite well with inflation, and we expect this downward pressure to continue. But the year on year um, inflation number looks like to be bouncing. Now that's that's conflicting, you know. If this was 3.1, 3, 3.0, or 2.9, or something like that, then we'd suggest that Jan and Yellen is spot on with her analysis. So it's really going to depend on how the market responds to this particular event, like a 40 basis point move to the upside on on year on year inflation. It doesn't look good from a headline perspective, and we're still seeing. The month-on-month -month CPI numbers bouncing higher really quite aggressively. Um, so some turmoil ahead without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and we've got to try and sort of navigate kind of through these particular events this week. Uh, on Thursday, we're going to be hearing from the ECB, so they're expected to pause at 4.25. Um, there is that expectation. There is many out there that suggest that the ECB will will probably need to to push rates a little bit higher uh, still. But um, the market is anticipating a bit of a pause just to see how things unfold. And then on Thursday we've got PPI numbers. It's still looking elevated, so that inflation narrative I, we don't think has gone away. Although if you listen to some of the um, central bankers and uh, politicians and treasury um, members you'll you'll see that it's kind of pretty much done um, that's a dangerous position to take we've seen that in history where where they've said the same thing and um, inflation comes back really quite strong want to just keep an eye on it uh, unemployment claims all around that 2225,000 2, number we'll be hearing from Christine Lagarde on Thursday and we'll be finishing the week 
with just some minor, uh, well, manufacturing numbers and, and consumer sentiment figures as well. So that's the, kind of the week ahead. So what does that mean for us as traders and where are we likely to find the best opportunities? We've got um, the governor of the, the BOJ, Yuda, uh, is um, there is this uh, investigation going on as to whether the BOJ should, you know, loosen their yield curve control policy. And... Um, and the outcome of that investigation will be will be announced. They, they, they said they would take a year to produce it, and I think I'm pretty sure it was announced towards the end of last year. So perhaps in the next three months or so, we'll start to see um, what the outcome is. But what we're seeing is a bit of a, a technical move. Um, so these markets have been rallying to the upside. And now what we're seeing is a bit of a sideways moving pattern for the best case first part of a month, maybe a month and a half. And we're beginning to see these prices rolling over to the downside. And we've, we've suggested for quite some time, if we start to see this happen, um, it may suggest that, you know, a bit of um, yield curve loosening may be on its way to try and normalize uh, monetary policy in Japan, which has been remarkably accommodative or, or very, very tight. So they're beginning to loosen, uh, allow the, the yield curve to widen slightly, which will see an influx of capital into the yen and we'll see the yen start to strengthen. So um, we had had this conversation at various different points before um, without any sort of follow through. So maybe this is the, the point that we should sit up and take note. If you look at the dollar yen, it's just really pulling back off the highs. So we don't really have much much to work with as far as the dollar yen is concerned. Um, now the dollar had been strengthening for the last number of months and that could be on in the middle of kind of turning really at this point. So with all of this in mind, we would like to, to perhaps, and we've got a relatively uh, weak euro and pound. So the, the first opportunity for us to focus on is um, the Japanese yen, but perhaps more so against the euro and the pound than against the dollar. So there is a bit of sort of trade selection in there. Um, <clears throat> so these US indices didn't really perform in line with expectations. And um, now we had said, you know, perhaps initially the, the initial trade I think was last Thursday and we kind of missed the initial opportunity. Um, we were then getting into it at a slightly lower price. It's never comfortable when we when we do that. And we didn't really do much Thursday and Friday. And now we're beginning to reverse that little move. Friday's high. We're beginning to sort of break back to the upside. So um, the one thing that can unravel this sort of air of positivity in these markets would be uh, the CPI numbers this week, US CPI. Because they're, they're forecasting that to come in you know, much higher than perhaps uh, certainly last month's CPI numbers, which caused a bit of a bit of a market flurry. So now that the 3.6 number would be, you know, it could be more than a red flag. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So we're, we're getting a turnaround as we speak in these equity markets. Um, we're still in the NASDAQ Certainly, if we break above these highs, we, we get out of this trade. We don't want to be 
holding on to this trade any longer. We made a bit of profit, not quite as much. We were expecting price to come down a little bit further. Um, I suppose the, uh, I mean, hindsight is a wonderful thing, of course, when you trade. Trading is easy if you're looking at marked charts um, with it, with hindsight. But we anticipated perhaps we were getting into these trades a little bit later than we would have liked. Um, unfortunately, it was due to a bit of illness last week, so there wasn't much we could do about it. But um, yeah, the entry should have been a little bit higher, and therefore, you know, we we may have been able to sort of take profit down at these lower levels, but not not meant to be. And we do want to take note of of a lot of this price action very side sideways moving. So um, we're still in it, but we're going to be focusing on trade management, and uh, we'll see if we can actually get rid of that. Um, we spoke about when this market started to roll to the downside that we would actually prefer this market to push back up to the 200 period moving average. Um, and then if there's a selling opportunity to try and get in it at the higher price. So it looks like that's potentially in the, in the pipeline. Uh, the DAX, it's just a horrible sideways moving price action. Bit of short term upside, very much in line with the overall market, the overall market kind of view. Um, got lower highs and the potential for lower lows as far as the knee case concerned and just bitcoin it's just really really flat with short periods of extreme volatility so a tough one there um so oil is another one that we we quite like to the upside we we would prefer a little bit of a pullback to 82 dollars and then we could get the next leg to the upside we're just grinding up at these higher levels which doesn't really give us a great technical opportunity to get into it but if we're patient we might be able to so the gold we're clearly seeing a bit of dollar weakness um so there's an opportunity to potentially look at gold um it's a really poor quality buy trade in at these levels. We've got an awful lot of um, uh, resistance just above these current prices. So it may be the case that above the 1950 level would be the better trigger to, 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 to trade this to the upside in terms of a structural failure back to the upside, which is taking a little bit of time to kind of create. But buying at these current levels with a lot of moving average resistance just above it um, plus other levels of resistance in here around the 1934 it may make sense to be looking to buy above these levels so let's wait and see what we get so some of these markets are giving us some decent opportunities but quite poor um, uh, technical trades let's zoom in a little bit more you can see the overall trend is to the upside so this is kind of a counter trend move this is a we see lower highs and lower lows, and that's technically what we have. And we're below the 100 period moving average as well now. So below the uh, 182.94 would be a good trigger price for for this, for the um, pound yen. So pound uh, yen, the trigger price of 182.94. So we're going to have a look at this as soon as we get into our trade room. We're going to have a good look at this trade break it down and see where the entry is uh, it looks like we're, we're kind of there at this moment in time let's see what this low is in here it's the uh 156.86 so 156.86 that's the yen. so this is just one of these trades where 
the overall momentum's to the upside. It's a bit of a pivot point where you drift sideways up the highs and then prices start to roll. Now, what we can expect if we zoom out with this trade, just to give you a bit of a heads up, is we can expect a considerable amount of volatility. See, we thought we were at this point previously and uh, we just rallied off of support and then accelerated to the upside. So it's a bit of a kind of a false breakout trade. And we've got to be careful of false breakouts because we could easily be making new highs in a, in a couple of weeks' time. So this is one of these trades where we can sell it um, with a particular view, knowing that it's a counter trend trade. So um, perhaps we can, at this stage, kind of reduce down our trade size, just take a bit of sort of weight off the trade because um, we could be prone to these types of false breakouts where technically it stacks up, but prices can rally and then you can get some excessive buying when prices are at sort of lower prices. And that's the problem with it, with a, with um, a trend trade, especially a counter trend trade, is that you're always going to run into all of these buyers that have done nothing but continue to buy. And, um, but this could be a decisive, this could be a, a bit of a change in, in the mood in this market. Uh, we'll have to wait and see whether that's the case, but we're definitely going to have a look at those two. Um, the commodities are not in a, in a great spot, really kind of one slightly better trade. It looks like we're going to have this risk on trade. So we want to see, is there, is there much validity in the, in the dollar weakness trade? Well, it's a difficult call down at these lows because it's just a pullback off the low as we speak in the euro dollar. Again, we have our stop loss in place and we would want to be getting out of this trade if prices actually do get above uh, last week's, well, that's fr last Friday's high pretty much. We'd want to be getting out perhaps Wednesday's high. Okay, so, um, so the pound dollar, it's in a similar situation. We had a, an extended move. Uh, never was in a position in which we could book in profit. We were in a bit of profit in most of these trades at one point. Um, not enough to be able to book in profit. So um, when it doesn't really fit into that profit-taking zone, you know, we, uh, of course, we could mitigate risk. We didn't really get an opportunity to do that either. So um, it's just one of those sort of bits of price action where we're, perhaps we got into these trades a little bit too late. Um, dollar yen, there's the, uh, the the yen strength against the dollar. Let's see if there's slightly better opportunities to start selling. Perhaps the dollar Swiss might not be a bad candidate. Again, it's a counter trend trade, comes with its risks. We are in, in that sort of uh, resistance zone we just zoom out you can see it is a it's quite a, a wide range but it is an important decision making range now will we will this extend up to this 200 period moving average and then will we get the roll that might be a slightly better trade for us uh, dollar cad so it's dollar weakness it's just the, the quality of the opportunities are, are, are not fantastic maybe something like the Aussie dollar 
which failed to make new loans. We were watching that all last week, failed to deliver. So the Aussie dollar is probably in the best position. The uh, New Zealand is just pulling back off the lows. So it is it is a range bound trade. We're, we're trading between these two ranges, these highs and lows, and we're currently in the middle of that. So perhaps perhaps our focus should be on um, the yen trade for for the reasons that we've already mentioned. They look like decent trades. Um, commodities not great. And we're still in we're still in those two open trades. We don't have much much faith in successful outcomes, and, and we can't really move our stop loss in one of the trades. And in the other one, there's a we can mitigate risk just a little bit. Okay, so look, um, this we were talking last week, as you can see, putting up on screen uh, indecisive market conditions. There's still elements of indecision there. Um, do we have a risk on, risk off? We got a sort of a mild risk on. Okay, to put a new bit of context on it, we've got mild, mild risk on market conditions with concerning US CPI figures expected this week. Um, so that could cause a bit of a bit of a change. Uh, US indice strength, I think we can probably probably go with that. Um, I think the more important trade really is perhaps the, the yen. So we've got the euro yen in here looking to um, sell below 156.86. The pound yen as well. To sell below 182.182. .182. 94 okay at least we've got two sort of quite specific trades we can we can focus our attention on so this is our trade plan um on a monday morning so let's see how this week unfolds a little bit for us um so our market summary is currently we've got mild risk on market conditions um with concerning us cpi figures expected this week and we mean concerning to the upside, um, which would change the, the dynamic of this market completely. So we can tentatively look for US indice strength, which it looks like where we're beginning to get through. And um, but specifically the euro yen looking to sell below the 156.86 and the, the pound yen below 182.94. Those potentially could be decent trades. Okay, the narratives are, are really 
all over the place. It's kind of hard to to narrow down and focus in. Um, we'll break this down in a little bit more detail in our live trade room uh, in just a few minutes. So on that note, we'll wrap it up there, guys. Thank you for, for joining us. And um, we just to let you know that we do trade these markets live every day from 8 a.m. for the European trading session. And we're back again at 12.45 for the U.S. trading session. If you want to join us for that, you're very welcome to. Uh, for more information, just go to the live Great stuff, guys. From that, from everyone here, take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.